All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. As always, glad you are here with us uh, looking at scripture together, looking uh, at God's word and, and trying to figure out, hey, what is it saying? What's it saying to me? What's it saying to you? And today we are going to be where, Patrick? We are looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 13 or 15? 15, 10 through 15. All right, there we go. We are we are going to go into it. Now, Patrick, you chose this. Yep. And it's very specific. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious. I just heard about it like three, four minutes ago. So yeah. uh, I haven't done my homework on this passage, but that's okay because that's how we do these things. We jump into them. We talk about them with each other. Uh, and we do the homework as we go, which is great. So yeah. um, I'm curious, Pat, what it, what is it? Should we read it first or do you want to talk about it a little bit first? Where should we go? Well, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit first because... What I have to say about it has nothing to actually do with the passage, but I was going, <laughs> okay. I was scrolling through Google Drive the other day. I have all of my stuff that I've ever worked on on Google Drive. And I came across this folder from 2012 that Whoa. said Youth Sunday. So I opened it Whoa. and I preached my senior year, Youth Sunday 2012, the first time I ever preached a sermon in front of an entire church, and it was on this passage. So mm. I thought, what the heck? Let's do this for a Devo. It's a great passage, and I don't remember what I said about it in 2012. But <laughs> All right. So I said, I just put it on the list of things we should talk about, and here we are. There you go. Hey, I love it. I think this is great. You want me to read it, or do you want to read it? You can go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll read it. Oh, I'll read it. Okay. All right. Perfect. So I've read it before in 2012. I can read it again. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Starting at verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid with Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. I love this passage. Yeah, why? You know, it, it talks about building. And I, I like passages that talk about building. You know, sometimes Paul will talk about um, about races and like athletics and people who like run really fast. That's not my world. That's not me. I'm not a runner. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I played one year of high school football and uh, we had the worst football team, I think, in the history of of the school. We lost every game that season oh. and I didn't, con I didn't even contribute much to that bad football team. Uh, so when it comes to athletics and that, I, I just, I don't have the natural ability, talent that, that people would have, but 
If it comes to building stuff, I like to build stuff. All right. Uh, yes, I do like to build stuff. So um, going through this, realizing that what is being built probably isn't a physical building, right? We're talking about something different here. We're talking about... Fortnite. Uh, for, yes, exactly. <laughs> we're talking about Fortnite. No, we're not talking about Fortnite. Um yeah, uh, we're talking about building, uh, building up our faith and building up like a theology might be a good way to to look at it, right? Yeah. So everyone thinks something different about God. I forgot who exactly who said this, but but it's really true that everyone's theology, everyone's theology is wrong, right? No one has mm. it figured out perfectly. There's there's no one out there that's like, yep, I figured everything out perfectly. Everything's in order. Everything's perfect. Not any of my theology doesn't add up. It's all logical. It's all perfect. There's no one out there that, that's like that. Now, we, we do think that there are people who are closer to the truth, who are closer to the reality. However, uh, here, Paul is telling us in this passage a little bit about building up theology, right? Uh, yeah. And building up, maybe even another way of saying it, this could even go as an analogy of, building up the church, building up a personal theology. Right. So um, let's walk through it, Pat. Yeah. Verse by verse. That's like, that's the way I like to do it. That's how we've always done it on these devos. Me, so. me too. And, and you know why I like it? Because it's the way I read it, you know? <laughs> like when I read scripture, I don't like come up with an idea and then go find verses that fit that necessarily, <laughs> right? Or I don't come up with like, oh, let's talk about grace and then... Uh, and then just kind of fumble my way through the Bible till I find a word that says grace. Uh, I read through it, and then you know you take what you take it as it comes, which is great. I'm glad that God did that for us. So, yeah. um, let's start with the first verse, which has grace in it, right? So, verse yeah. ten: By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. I can relate to that. One of the mission trips that is one that we go on every single year down to Mexico to build houses, we get oh, down yeah. there and uh, we have two days to build this house with a family down there. I think we've talked about it on other episodes of the podcast with students. And the only thing that is built when we show up is a foundation. Yep. And I've been there and sometimes the foundation is kind of weird. So sloped, it <laughs> yeah. has bowed edges. It's not the right, right dimensions. It's soft, like it hasn't finished turning it into concrete. But yep. I've also been down there where the foundation was perfect, absolutely mm. perfect. And I got to say, you know, foundation is a super big deal and it's like super, super important. And on those houses where the foundation is perfect, those houses turn out well. The ones where the foundation isn't quite perfect, it takes a little extra work, but the house still turns out. But yeah. I can definitely um, relate and I can like, I want to say thank you to all the wise builders that lay good foundations because if your foundation is good, everything else is going to go so much easier, so much better. Uh, and you're not going to have to make special arrangements to build whatever you're building. Yeah, that's right, man. Those foundations are such a big deal. Um, I've, I've done some, uh, building and really the foundation, when you get that thing started, um, 
it's where it's where you're building everything off of. And I know typically uh, those little houses we build, one of the main problems you'll get is the foundation won't actually be square. Um, it'll, it'll be off a little bit, which means you have to either build the house slightly coming off of the foundation, or you have to build the house a little out of square, which messes everything up, right? Yeah. It's kind of like if you start everything a little bit off, the further down the road you get, the more off you are. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's just true in life with, with a lot of things. So recently, just to give an example, I... I was doing a little bit of tile work in my bathroom. We needed to replace the floor, so we thought we'd put tile in there. And it's really important that you set that first kind of course of tile down the middle, that you set that perfectly. Otherwise, every other piece you set is going to be really far off by the time you get to the edges or to the other end. And so, and also it makes sense that your, your, uh, your base that you have is level, right? The floor you're putting it on is level. If it's all out of order or wonky or messed up, uh, the tile doesn't sit right and it could break and it could chip and it could, uh, your tile could crack and it just isn't as strong. Mm -hmm. So we're starting here with a foundation. And uh, I love the fact that Paul here in his words is saying that it's by God's grace that the foundation was laid, right? Hmm. Um, he's not saying by my genius, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. He's saying, he's saying it's by God's grace. And he does affirm that he's the one who laid a foundation. I laid a foundation as a wise builder. So he's not saying that he's, you know, some knucklehead didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) He, right. He's actually saying that he, he's, he has humility, but he also has a good understanding of who he is, a good understanding of who God is and a good understanding of of the future of the church, right? So it all starts with God's grace. He lays the foundation and someone else is building on it. Right. Right. And I think that's just true for the church in general and our own faith that, you know, we, we started out, we get it going, we do what we're supposed to do. Uh, You know, we're moving in the right directions, but at some point we're going to hand it off to someone else who's going to continue building on the faith. Right, uh, and so Paul is, is saying, like, "Hey, there's someone else who's building on it now," uh, and then he gives the warning, right? But each one <laughs> should build with care. You know, some I kind of see that in verse eleven: no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Some yeah. builders will think, "Oh, well, I'll build my own foundation. That's yeah. not going to work." Um, That's right, and, and yeah, that that will never work. You got to like build on. Christ's foundation and build, like you said, with extreme care because you can build a something that is st- structurally unsound, but yeah. that won't last very long. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you're right. You know, a lot of people do try to build their own uh, theologies on um, some differing foundations, and, and you know that's becoming a big a big thing. It has been a big thing for years. Uh, it's kind of like what what is your foundation when you think about God? And some people would say, oh, it's uh, it's love, everything's love, hmm. and that's that's fine. You know, like I don't I don't I don't think that's wrong because God is love, right? However, uh, what gets a little complicated is even if you look in in the um, 
the original languages, I know of, I think, three Hebrew words and actually four Greek words that all translate as love, mm. that we translate as love. So if you say, well, which love is it? Uh, or what exactly do you mean by love? You know, who's the one who's loving? Who's the one who's who's receiving? Um, you know, that would be one one way that people look at a foundation of, of faith and saying it's all about love. And Paul's just getting real specific. He's saying, no, that foundation is Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so if you're out there and you're looking at a church or you're, you know, we have a lot of people who are going off to college and a lot of people in college say, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to go to church. Other people say, you know, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to go to every campus ministry I can go to. Uh, I'm going to spend as much time as I can doing church stuff. There's kind of, you know, different approaches people take. Mm-hmm. And in, in as people are doing that, they're discovering, well, what is my foundation for life and for what is my foundation for my own sense of who God is and who I am? Uh, Jesus Christ is that foundation. And so if you're out there looking and you're wondering, um, you know, is this a good church for me to go to? Is this a good uh, campus ministry? Well, a great question is, is their foundation Jesus Christ? Yeah. So if in none of their literature Jesus is mentioned, if uh, they don't talk about Jesus at all, if um, they say Jesus is cool but is not the foundation, is not what we're really about, then I would say that's not really the right ministry to go to. That's <laughs> right. not a good foundation. Yeah, You're starting exactly. off you're starting off at, on a bad foundation and that's going to lead to uh, a house that collapses. Right. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to like the, the, the part where Paul is talking about actually building. If anyone yeah. builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. Now, in my Bible, the word day, the day is capitalized, which makes me think uh, Christ will will bring it to light and kind of judge, you know, your your structure. Yeah, yeah, and you know the the whole the whole day thing here is like you know the day of the Lord, right? It's the return of God, um, return of Jesus, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a specific day. Uh, you know, the day is going to bring it to light when God comes back, when Jesus comes back. Um, that's when your theology, that's when your uh, your church, what you know, what you've set up, that's when it's going to be uh, tested. Right. Now this reminds me of the three little pig story. You remember that one, Pat? <laughs> oh yeah. I you know I, I I'm sorry for all you vegetarians out there. I ate a bunch of barbecue yesterday. It was Father's oh. Day, <laughs> and I I just I told my family I said you know what if if nothing else happens today I just want to eat some barbecue. So I went online and ordered like a lot of barbecue, more than I should have <laughs> ordered. And, um, you know, got out the credit card, dusted off the old credit card and put, put a bunch of uh, barbecue on it. And we brought it back to the house and we ate barbecue till we all felt sick. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know how you normally have a chicken wing, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. Like people go get, get chicken wings. This Mm -hmm. restaurant we, we got food from had a thing called a, uh, called a pig wing. No way. <laughs> yeah. Now, That's if awesome. you if you know anything about the anatomy of pigs, they don't have wings. 
but what they do is they take like basically like a rib and they kind of turn it into what looks like a chicken wing. Nice. And I got a couple of those. Each one of them is like a quarter pound of meat. I mean, it's like, it's just ridiculous. So it was uh, a lot of food, a lot of good food. But <laughs> the three little pigs, that's why I've been thinking about pigs. Yeah. Uh, the three little pigs, um, the wolf, man, he was looking for some barbecue. He was going to try to eat some of those. <laughs> pigs and uh yeah and those three in those three pigs they built their house out of three different things right sticks and straw and then bricks and the bricks were the ones that saved the day right the sticks and the straw those were no good um and so here we see paul saying like hey if anyone builds their foundation builds on the foundation on this foundation using gold or silver or you know precious stones or wood or hair straw the work's going to be shown for what it is, which is kind of an interesting thought. You know, when you work on a house, a lot of people want to want to keep the cost down and they'll use like as cheap materials as they can. Um, I don't know, Patrick, if you remember when we did Come Build Hope, uh, we did the house building in Mexico. Um, the plywood for the roof was like extra cheap that year. And, and so there's safety regulations. You know, there's only so many people you can have on the roof at a time. And yeah. the people who are doing the house building was like, yeah, let's actually take that number down by two. Uh, we really don't want a lot of people on this roof because the, the materials is pretty, uh, it is not great. And you wouldn't know that once the house is finished, right? That's, you yeah, only right. know that once it's being tested. Right. Uh, or as it's being built. And then eventually, you know, when it's tested, you'll, you'll know that. So it is interesting to see, you know, when a, when a house or when a place gets burned or tested or, or shaken by an earthquake or whatever it is that's testing it, you can start to see like how well it's been made uh, right. and what it's actually made of. Now, I've never made a house of gold. <laughs> I don't know about you, Pat. Nope. But nor not of silver and not of gems. Now wood, yes. But you know, I've also never built, uh, and from a builder's perspective, like a, a a physical house for Jesus for the Lord. I oh, think yeah. like if I was gonna, you know, I I build houses. I built the houses down in Mexico, and those are you know for a family, and they they meet what the family are looking for: a safe place, um, a door that locks, you know, uh, shelter from the storms, the winds, whatever it might be. Building for Christ, I would use probably try to find gold to use. I'd tr- probably try yeah. to find find costly stones and get the best stuff you got, right? Yeah, but it's a weird it's weird, you know, it's a weird give and take. You don't want to like show off what you have, you know, at the same time. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think you have to be wise about a mixture of all of it. I think like a humility part comes into play too a little bit. But, you know, it all this exactly applies to your faith as well. Like you know, you have to be humble when you are growing in your faith. You want to like, you, like you said, theology, no one knows all of theology. However, you put that earlier, like no one's the smartest at theology. That's not possible. So it all like kind of applies. And I just really love the the imagery and the analogy here. Yeah, it's really good. You know, I, I worked at a church, um, and I wasn't there for this, but they told me about it. They had a steeple and the church was beautiful. It was built in the late 1800s, uh, really thick 
cedar beams that they built everything out of. It wasn't your typical lumber that you have today. It was lumber that was older, older growth, stronger and bigger. It was overbuilt. And they needed the the church to be updated. Um, and, and usually updating the church, it, it was really just to restore it. It wasn't really even to update it. So they were painting the steeple. And there were some workers who were up there painting the steeple. And, you know, sometimes things happen. And, and uh, from what I was told, one of the workers, they were stripping paint off with a uh, torch. And, and one of them went on break and left the torch on accidentally. Whoa. And within, you know, uh, 10 minutes or so, there was flames spitting out the top of the church. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, I heard this from the guy who was in charge of the building at that point. He was a, a guy who was really good at building stuff, um, really smart guy. And you know, the fire department came, they put out the fire, and then the building inspector came and said, I'm going to have to condemn the church. Like what? the building is going to be condemned. Whoa. It's too messed up. And yeah. so this guy, who's a smart guy, he said, well, you know what? Let's actually go up there and let's look at these beams that are holding this up and let's see how much damage there was that was really done. And he took a little knife with him and he was able to to knock away some of the burnt wood and he was able to show the building inspector that there was still a huge amount of uh, structure left in that wood. Wow. That the fire that had gone through that seemed like it destroyed the building, the building was so well built that it didn't, and they were able to restore it, and it wasn't condemned, and it's still there today. Wow. Uh, pretty pretty neat to know that you know someone who, who overbuilt something, even a fire going through a wooden structure, still didn't destroy it mm-hmm. because it was that, that strongly built. Same is true with our, with our faith. And with, with the theology that we build, if we build a strong theology, not even as an individual, like Paul is saying at the beginning, but also as, uh, you know, a group of builders coming together, when we build something and it's strong and it's great, you know, the, the day of the Lord will come and the work that we put into it will be tested and we'll see what survives. Now, right. it's kind of scary because you're like, oh, shoot, man, my theology is not very good. Uh, I'm going to burn up. There's going to be nothing left. And Paul gives us hope, right? Right, yeah. The last um, line. Paul, yeah, if it's burned up, the builder will suffer loss. Yeah, like, you, you, like your theology may burn up when faced with Jesus. When you're face-to-face with the Lord, some of your thoughts on who God really is and who you really are may not make it through face-to-face with Christ. Now, some people, some of your theology, it may. And there's some things that I believe that I really am hoping and and pretty firmly uh, in belief of that they'll remain. But Mm -hmm. even if that, even if, you know, we suffer these losses of our theologies being burnt to the ground, meaning they're not true when faced with Jesus, um, it says, even though it's only one escaping through the flame, you will be saved, right? But yet the builder will be saved. That's right. If our foundation is Jesus Christ, yeah. and this is huge, man. If our foundation is Jesus Christ, even the worst, most hideous theologies that we build on top of Jesus Christ, even if they're ugly, poorly built, they're going to burn away when tested with Jesus, but our foundation will remain. 
And what does that mean? It doesn't mean we need to go off and come up with crazy, weird theology that's totally off and that's not good. That's not what this is saying. What it's saying is the most important thing, the foundation is Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, if if your theology gets burned up and it's a pile of ashes, you know, that might be a good thing for for some people. That's true. And you're not, you're not never going to be at a total loss. I've seen photos of wildfires that have just torn up communities. And those photos of the aftermath, all that's left is the concrete foundations. All that's yeah. left. And, you know, and that's a sign of hope that doesn't matter how crazy the fire is or how big it is, you know, the foundation will still be there. Christ will still be there and will continue to challenge you and challenge your theology and send fire your way. And you will uh, always be saved and you'll always be refined. Amen, man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning into this Devo and helping me remember a little bit about the first sermon I ever preached on this passage. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you all later. Bye.